John chapter 16, verse 1 to 7. And I'm reading from the contemporary English version. It says, I'm telling you this to keep you from being afraid. I'm telling you this. This is, this is Jesus speaking. That I'm telling you, my disciples, this to keep you from being ashamed, being afraid. You'll be chased out of the Jewish meeting places, that is the synagogues, and the time will come when people will kill you and think they are doing God a favor. They will do these things because they don't know either the Father or me, that is Jesus' son. I am saying this to you now so that when the time of trouble comes, you will remember what I said. I was with you at the first, and so I didn't tell you these things, but now I am going back to the Father who sent me, and none of you asked me where I'm going. You're very sad from hearing all of this, and I would be sad too. But I tell you the truth, that I am going to do what's best for you. That is why I'm going away. The Holy Spirit cannot come to help you until I leave. But after I'm gone, I will send the Spirit to you. After I'm gone, I will send the Spirit to you. As I was meditating and waiting before the Lord, as we had such powerful messages on, on, um, on racism and, and reparations and and all of the deep prejudice and all the deep messages, I really felt that since the Lord's saying, my people need encouragement as they're going through the COVID-19 pandemic and still wrestling emotionally with some of the things that have been going on racially. And, and these are just turbulent times. And, and so I'm preaching, the Lord told me to tell you that you are not alone. You are not alone. Say, to you, say this with me. I am not alone. And I want you to say that every day. God wants you to know you are not alone. This is a series. And so um, this series um, uh, is going to start today, and I'm just going to speak over the next uh, three weeks. That is this counting this week. And the title of my sermon this week is going to be uh, the Divine Encourager, the Divine Encourager. Uh, next week, I'm going to speak on the subject, uh, why are you doing his job? And then the third message, I, I can hardly wait to get to this third one, God, God's blue truth. God's blue truth. And so you don't want to miss the Father, I pray right now that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Let the eyes of the understanding of our heart be enlightened, that we would know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance that are in each of us who are your saints. And help us to know the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe it is the same power that number one empowered Jesus when he came out of the wilderness to do ministry and it's the same power that raised Jesus from
the dead. I also borrow Paul's prayer in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that my speech and my preaching will not be with the enticing words of men's wisdom, but demonstration of spirit of power that people's faith will not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I also borrow the words from the writer of Hebrews chapter 2 verse 4 that you would bear me witness both with signs and wonders and different miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to your will in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, now, Jesus, he starts off by saying, I am telling you this to keep you from being afraid. And I was like, well, what, why are you telling them this? Why would they be afraid? And you have to go back to uh, chapter 15, where Jesus is saying that they're going to hate you, my followers, for no reason just like they hated me. So get, get ready for some hard times. And I believe that the scriptures can, uh, can speak to us today because right now we are in hard times. And, and so Jesus says, but I'm going to get, though I want you to get ready for hard times, I'm going to get you ready for hard times. Why? This is what I'm going to do. After I die and I ascend to heaven, it is, it is best for you, that's what he said, it is best for you, in verse 7, he says, I am going to do what is best for you, which is me going away. Other translations say, says this, um, it is expedient for you that I go away. Another version says, it is to your advantage that I go away. You know, to your advantage, those of you who uh, know tennis, when you have, when it says, advantage Serena, or advantage, you know, whoever, that, that means you are up one. It is to your advantage that I go away. It is advantageous. It is, these are different translations. It is profitable. That means you're going to make a profit if I go away. He says it is good that I go away. It is a good thing. All right, God, it's actually God that I'm going away. It is for your benefit that I'm going away. It is better for you that I go away. Uh, like, this, like this version. It is a gift that will serve you well that I go away. Oh, I, I, I never saw this one. This is one, the last one. It will speed things up for you if I go away. Jesus says um, in the King James Version, because I'm going to send you another comforter. And this word another means, means someone who is equal to what I do. In other words, I'm not sending you someone less. I am sending you someone who is equal. Francis Chan, I believe his name is Francis Chan, he has... A, um, a book on the Holy Spirit. I've been consuming books, reading books on the Holy Spirit, and he has a book called The Forgotten God. And how so often there's a tendency of us to, because we read so many uh, illustrations of the Holy Spirit, such as Jesus says the wind goes 
where it wills, when he's talking to Nicodemus, and I believe in chapter 3 of John, so we compare the Holy Spirit to wind, of course, in the book of Acts, when the Holy Spirit manifests himself in Acts chapter 2, the birthday of the church, we see him uh, manifest himself as wind, the mighty Russian wind, and as fire. Uh, of course, when Jesus was baptized, uh, you saw that the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove, and so there's all of these uh, symbols that represent the Holy Spirit. And, you know, we say he's like fire. And the point is, is that these, those, these are, those, though these are symbols, they are not him. Though these are symbols, they are not him. The Holy Spirit, number one, he is God. That's why we sing the, the, the benediction um, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him all creatures here below. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Meaning, it is so, meaning he's part of the Godhead. In our church, we believe in the Trinity. Okay, God in three persons. God in three persons. Blessed Trinity. But somehow, the devil who's a liar, John 8, verse 44, he tries to convince us that there's like God the Father, God the Son, and then there's like this point, point, no, two, five, the Holy Spirit. Where the Holy Spirit is just as much God as Jesus and God. As a matter of fact, this is deep now, Jesus could not do any works on planet Earth, though he was the son of God, without him being filled and having in his life the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit who, you, you, you and I couldn't even get saved without the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit draws us to Jesus. But this is the thing, and, and I think most of us are Pentecostals and Evangelicals and Baptists and whatever we may be, I think we can kind of agree, okay, yeah, the Holy Spirit is God, but this is where we miss out. We forget that the Holy Spirit is a person. Mm. He can be grieved. He can be quenched. I found he, 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 he can be, and this is what the church found out in Acts chapter 5, he can be lied to, L-I-E-D, lied to, not told the truth. He is a person. So, as Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit, and he says, I'm going to make sure you, no, you, you guys, you, at the time, it was 12, but we know that Judas ended up uh, committing suicide. But you, you guys need to understand, and I'm going to send, you're not going to be alone when I leave you. I know you've been used to my, my, my company being with me for these last three, three and a half years, but something better is going to happen to you. Instead of me walking with you, I am going to be inside of you. Oh, and he goes on to say, so let me tell you, he says, I'm going to send to you 
the Holy Spirit to help you when I leave. Now, there are different words that are used to describe the Holy Spirit. Stay with me here, because uh, um, I got a word, especially for you teenagers at the end of this. I got a word, and I want to make sure you get what the Lord is saying. Other definitions for the Holy Spirit is they call him the helper. He's called, Jesus, some translations call him the helper. Some translation calls him the one who comes to your aid. Another one calls him the comforter. That's the King James Version. I love that one. The advocate. That's a big word. In it. Who's advocating for the poor, the broke? The Holy Spirit is the advocator. He is the, the intercessor, the counselor. The strengthener, all these are different translations. If you go to BibleGateway.com, you see all these different translations. The standby, meaning that he will stand by you. You are not alone. Say that again with me. I am not alone. Okay. He, the companion, the paraclete, which is a person who is called in to help. And then finally, friend. When we sing that song, can't nobody do me like Jesus, he's my friend. Well, the friend you're really talking about who's with you is not Jesus, it's the Holy Spirit. Now you do, the beauty of this is that you do have a friend in heaven who, who is interceding for you, but you also have a friend who's walking with you. I love the song that we used to sing um, uh, when we were growing up, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own, and the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. Have you learned that Jesus, the, by means of the Holy Spirit, wants to be your friend? Um, after sharing with the disciples and read, read chapter 15, especially at the part where Jesus starts telling them bad times are coming. And, you know, because they knew Jesus was, was telling the truth, I, I imagine there was anxiety and worry that the, the disciples were, were anticipating and, and, and the more Jesus talked about what was going to happen, I imagine the more anxious they became, sort of like what's happening today. And then Jesus, as he is giving them all this bad news, you know, bad news, he then says uh, in, in chapter 15, verse 25, the new, uh, sorry, the, trans, uh, the Passion Translation, he says, and all this has happened to fulfill the scriptures they hated me for no reason. So he's like, he is, Jesus is piling on bad times, horrible times. And then he says, but I got good news for you. Verse 26 of chapter 15. And I will send you the divine encourager. That's the title of my message. The divine encourager from the very presence of God. He will come to you, the spirit of truth emanating from the Father, and he will speak to you about me. That's why I like uh, the Passion Translation and also John 16, verse 7. Let me requote that from our opening scripture. He said, but here's the truth. Here's the truth. Here, and, and whenever the, 
whenever the, uh, whenever the Greeks in the scriptures spoke about truth, they weren't talking about truth versus a lie. Whenever you hear truth, it means reality. Oh man, I, I, I could go on a tangent about, about that, but, but I, I'm going to tell you what reality is. Here's the reality. It's to your advantage, John 16, verse 7, that I go away, for if I don't go away, the divine encourager will not be released to you. But after I depart, I will send him to you. Now, the word encourage, and I, I really hope that, I, I, I'm praying that God, that you, Lord Father, I ask you right now, John 6, verse 63, that the, that the spirit gives life, the flesh and human ability profits nothing. Let the words that I speak to your people be full of spirit and full of life. The word encourage it is the etymology. So he calls him the divine encourager. The word encourage is a Latin word, and it's the etymology of, uh, and it means uh, N E N and core. E N and core. N core. So the divine encourager. Now, the word C O R, core, in Latin, it means heart, it means soul. It means mind. So pause there. So the divine encourager, encourage means to put heart into, to put soul into, to put mind into. So like when a person's encouraged, that's a person who sort of like a mindset has been put in them. We used to sing a song, uh, like uh, there's a gospel song, got a, uh, um, uh, John P. Key. Got a made up mind to serve him. Hey, got a made up mind. Well, see, when, see, when a person's mind is made up, nothing can deter them from doing what they set out to do. And what the Bible says here is that this divine encourager will put a mindset in you that won't quit. No, ma uh, no matter what the devil throws against you, the word devil means lie, slander, no matter what the Satan, the opponent puts in front of you, no matter barriers he puts in front of you, your mind is made up because the divine encourager put in you a mindset that says, I will follow the plan of God. But this word encourage also means, uh, core also means stomach or judgment. Oh, you're going to love this. Hang with me. Hang with me. The Holy Spirit puts stomach in us. He puts judgment in us, meaning discernment. You may say, what does that look like? If you get an opportunity, listen, hear the word that our brother Quentin shared on Friday. Oh, my goodness. He, he spoke about having compassion, particularly for the homeless. And he, he used the good, oh, I messed that up, the Samaritan, because the Bible doesn't say he's good. He's just a Samaritan. How would you like somebody to call you the good black person? 
or the good white person or the good Asian? How about just simply calling me who I am? Okay? And so the Samaritan, he talked about Samaritan and, and, and who is my neighbor, meaning that no, no matter how a person looks, your neighbor is the person who's within your sphere of influence to help. And, and, and he said this, he said, um, uh, the Greek word for the word compassion, one of the definitions of the Greek word, is, is moved from one's bowels, okay? Okay? And it's the seat of discernment. So what are you talking about? It, again, we're talking about encourage. So the bowels, and, and you can look at it, I know sometimes it's like, oh, why are you getting to that? Look, please. I, and we have... Uh, you know, one of the doctors in the house. And the, so the bowels, and, and just, 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 just say yes or no if I get this right. I believe, the, I believe the stomach is like up here and the bowels is, oh, thank you very much. We have a doctor, make sure. Okay, so now, so the, so the stomach is here and the bowels is here, okay? But folks, folks, most of us are not physicians. So, when I say, when, when a child comes to you and, and, and you know, you have a wonderful daughter, a Dr. EA, and, and, and so when, when, when the lovely Michelle comes to you and says, my stomach hurt, she doesn't go, my stomach hurt, oh, do I get the right spot, mommy? No, she just says, my stomach hurts. I, are you with me? And, and so what's the point is, the, the point is, is that God says, and, and, and again, not only does this word core mean stomach, but it also means uh, judgment or discernment. Are you following me? Now you say, well, where, you, where are you going with this bishop? What, what I'm saying is, is, that, is that this part of you is a very important part of you that many times we don't understand that the Holy Spirit is actually working in our stomach. This is deep. Now follow me now, because when I say this to you, hopefully most of you will remember this. So um, three years ago, and we, we had a wonderful uh, online um, marriage, mini marriage retreat a few weeks ago, and three years ago in the marriage retreat 2018, uh, we had uh, Doug and Adele Calhoun uh, Adele Calhoun wrote the book, The Spiritual Disciplines, and it's about, like, I think she lists something around 64 spiritual disciplines, but my point is, is that if you don't have that book, that needs to be a resource book in your library. But anyways, we had uh, Doug and uh, Adele Calhoun lead our marriage retreat, and I remember, and in fact, I, what I did yesterday because I, I recorded it on my phone, so I was listening to the message, because they said something very powerful. They said that, um, and, and, I love, and I love what they said, Jesus, remember, uh, and this is part of even what Quentin was sharing. If you remember, Jesus comes, uh, sorry, the, the rich ruler comes to Jesus, and he says, um, Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? Uh, and, and, Jesus says to love God with all your heart. Are you with me? 
your soul, your might, your mind, and your strength. And, and this is in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37. And then the next one, and this, yeah, this was the text that uh, Quentin used in his message, love your neighbor as yourself. Are you tracking with me? Please track, because this is going to bless you. This is going to really help you when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Now, the, the, the young man was quoting Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. Love the Lord with all your mind, with all your heart, and with all your strength. Are you tracking with me right now? So what uh, they were sharing, the Calhouns were sharing, was that when Jesus was saying, love the Lord, watch this, with all your mind, he's saying, love the Lord with all of your IQ. Intelligent quote. Does that, that make sense? Okay. Then he says, love the Lord with all your heart. That is your EQ. Are you, are you following your, your emotional quote? And he says, which is one that I never thought of, but in some based on what they were saying, there was some scientific evidence to this. Love the Lord with all your strength, and that is your GQ. Not the magazine, okay, but with all of your gut. And what they were sharing was that there are neurons in your, no, this is too deep for me, but I'll take the word for it. No, there are neurons in your, in your brain, neurons in your heart, but there's neuron in your gut, and, and, and your gut is love the Lord with all of your stomach. Your stomach. What do you mean? When you say things like, mm, I have this feeling, it usually takes place here. I remember, uh, I remember uh, because I was tall for my age, I thought I was going to be about 6'4", because at, at, the age of, at the age of 11 years old, 11? Yeah, 11 years old, I was in the fifth grade, so 10 or 11. I think I was 10. At the age of 10, I was wearing a size 10 shoe. I was a big dude. And so I remember that uh, because I was tall for my age, uh, these older teenagers were going on a roller coaster. And they said, are you going on a roller coaster? And me and my foolish self, I, you know, at that age, I didn't want to look like a punk. I didn't want to look like I was scared. So I said, yeah, I'm going on. And I got it, it was, it's at Lincoln Park. I'll never forget it, because I'm still traumatized. It's triggered right now. And, and I got on the roller coaster, and have you ever, like, have you ever got on something and fear gripped you? And, and where does the fear grip you? All of a sudden, you're, you're, you're feeling something. My mind is saying, this is not a good idea. My heart may be beating, but my stomach is like, oh, 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 oh. And, and, and my stomach reacted. No, I didn't, no. Anyways, 
my stomach reacted long before any part of me reacted. And as it's going up, you know, tick, 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 tick. My stomach is like, and what am I saying? That is a part of you that is just as real as your mind and your emotions. And I like what they said. They said that your heart is concerned about what everybody else thinks, but your gut is worried about what you think. Your gut is the part of you that loses your temper. Ah, you say that's yet? No, 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 no. Your heart, mm, your mind will say, can I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? There was one time I was so angry that I wanted to punch a hole in the wall of my house. And you say, well, what made you that ain't none of your business. No, okay. But just so that you know, it wasn't my wife or children. It was this, okay, so, okay. But, but I wanted to punch a wall. Now, now, if that was you, put in the chat, I feel you. Put in the chat, just put a thumbs up. You don't have to explain. I don't, now, no, no, no TMI, don't tell us why you were angry. But I wanted to punch, some, I wanted to, I was so angry. So my mind said, this is not a good idea because after you get out of your feelings, you're going to have to repair the wall, okay? My heart was going to say, my heart said, my heart said, and besides, when you punch a hole in a wall, how is, how is Carmen going to feel about that? How is Vanessa going to feel about that? How is Jessica going to feel about that? But my gut was saying, I'm so angry, I don't care. Can I get a witness out there? And so what happens? Sometimes your gut overrules everything. And then after you do whatever crazy thing you do, your mind says, look at what you did. <laughs> Can I get a witness out there? Look at what you did. That's, see, the gutter part of us will we'll say something before we think about what we're saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and so that is very important. That is very important. And I love what they said. So Jesus is saying, love the Lord with all your mind, with all your, 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 your heart, and with all your strength. And so Jesus, mm, so, oh, I want to run around the church. So what God is saying is that when I fill you with the divine encourager, he's going to give you the guts to do what you couldn't do before. Woo! And, and the beauty of the guts is that the Holy Spirit will so empower you that you won't think about the consequences of trusting God. You won't care about what other people feel. You'll just do what God wants you to do. What are you saying, Bishop? In other words, if you were driving and all of us said, lift your hands if you really love Jesus, you would get out your car, get in the street, not in the street street, but on the sidewalk, you don't want to get hurt, and you start lifting your hands, waving, wave your hands in the air, wave them like you just don't care. That's the gut. A praiser, I mean a real praiser is a gut praiser. They will run around the church while the mind is saying, people think you're crazy. While the heart said, what do what people think? What if you trip? Blah, 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 blah. But, but your gut is saying, I will bless the Lord. 
Do you have the guts to praise him? Your gut says, the Holy Spirit wants me to give a certain type of offering. Your heart starts saying, well, what does my spouse think about that? Your mind starts calculating all the bills that are due. But your gut, the Holy Spirit is saying, just go forth. That's what the divine encourages us. He gives you the guts to go through. And they said something that was very powerful. They said that it's your GQ and your HQ that informs your IQ. So your gut says, I want to praise him. Your heart says, I really don't care who's around. I want to praise him. And then your mind says, how shall we praise him? <laughs> your mind says, let's run around the church. Your, 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 your mind says, let's lift up holy hands. Your mind says, say, hallelujah. And you may say, well, 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 give me some scripture about that. Oh, let me give you some scripture. Isn't it interesting? Oh, man, I want Dr. Dean, I want to run around the church, but I need to stay here. Jesus says, whoever believes in me, as the scripture says, John 7, verse 37, 39, out of his what? Belly. Not his brain, not his heart. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he about what? The Holy Spirit. That's, that's, why speak, that's why speaking in tongues is so amazing because speaking in tongues bypasses your heart. What will people think? Bypasses your mind. I don't know what I'm saying. It just happens. Oh, yes. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. Someone sent me a picture. See, the divine encourager, he'll, sometimes he'll download encouragement, but sometimes he'll use people and things. And so um, if you remember, on, on October 18th, 2020, we, we made available to everybody these little, I'll, I'll wrap it now, these little dandy, dandelion, daffodil bulbs, daffodil dandelion, daffodil dandelions are weeds, daffodil bulbs. And, and Sister Pashta taught us that they have to be planted in or close to the winter. And that in order to grow, it needs the harshness of the winter to grow. That if you try to grow them in your house, it, 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 it's not going to, I'm assuming, it's not going to work. That it needs the harshness of the winter. Am I preaching to somebody right now? That the reason why you're going through some harsh times is God saying that you can't, you can't grow unless you go through what you're going through. 
And so Pashka sent me this picture. Look at this picture. Ah, ah. That picture was taken two days ago. Look at that. What's that? That's ice around it. Woo! That meaning, ah, meaning that no matter how cold and difficult life becomes, no matter what the devil throws against you, what God planted in you, it's going to come to pass and nothing's going to stop it. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So right now, where you are, do you have the guts to give him praise? Guts to give him praise. I will bless the Lord at all times. Oh, the Holy Spirit gives me the ability to stomach the unstomachable. Woo! He gives me the guts to praise God. Oh, the Holy Spirit also gives me stomach aches. Stomach aches. Oh, yeah, stomach aches. Injustice didn't bother you before, but now you got a stomach ache when you see injustice. That's a good word right there. You better put that in the chat. Ah, and when something doesn't agree with your stomach, ah, Totally. When something doesn't agree with your stomach, what happens uh, when, when, when something enters your stomach that don't belongs there? Your stomach throws it up. Ah, some of you during this Lent season, you're going to start throwing up. You're going to say, see, see, what I discovered is that as I get older, there's things I could eat before that I can't eat now. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Are, you, are you following me? You know, you could eat certain things and it didn't matter, but now all of a sudden you eat that thing that, ah, oh my God, are you hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying? That thing that you used to eat and enjoy, now it is upsetting your stomach. Ah, I believe you're coming into a season where the things that used to make you comfortable, the things that you used to enjoy, now all of a sudden now there's an upsetness in your spirit that says, ah, that, 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 that can't come down here anymore. And you think there's something wrong with you. Oh, no, no, no. The divine encourager is saying, no, that's, that's not coming in here anymore. We're, we're going to throw up what we don't agree with. Good news, you also, he, he, you're going to start seeing yourself becoming pregnant with the things of God. Oh, yes. Bottom line, God is going to put some guts in our teenagers. And the reason he's going to put guts in you is because there's a lot of chatter about how the pandemic is supposed to affect you. Supposed to affect you. But don't believe that report. Don't swallow that lie. God knew that there was a pandemic coming. And he is going to make you come out better than bitter. And people are going to look at you and say, how did you come out? We, we both went to the same, through the same thing. 
how did you come out with your right mind? In fact, you seem better post-pandemic than you were pre-pandemic. And, and you better uh, make sure that comes out of your mouth the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. You see, let me give you some teenagers who have guts. Ah, the Bible says that the reason why David was able to slay Goliath are you with the giant? Is because in 1 Samuel chapter 16, after Samuel laid his hand on the 17-year-old boy, the Bible said from that moment on, before he slayed Goliath, before I believe he slayed the lion and the bear, the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that moment on. Another teenager who had the Holy Spirit on his life was Joseph. The Bible says about Joseph that when he was sent into slavery and thrown into prison in, in Genesis 20, 39, verse 21, it says, it says, in all the difficult times, it says these words, and the Lord was with Joseph. In other words, the Holy Spirit was with Joseph. And, and to confirm that, when Joseph finally gets promoted into prime minister of Egypt, He's not, and now, now, he's, now he's in his 30s, the Bible says that Pharaoh says, Pharaoh says in Genesis chapter 41, verse 38, who in this country can we find who has the spirit of God on him? If you're a teenager, why don't you say right now, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. I have the spirit of the Lord. And God's going to do great things. And, and now, 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 you say, what about us females? Oh, I saved the best for last. Tell somebody I saved the best for last females. Because, see, today begins Woman History Month. You didn't know that, but that's all right. I didn't know it either until it came across my uh, phone. But I saved the best for last. Isaiah, the book that we're going through, he prophesies 700 years in advance into the future. In Isaiah 7, verse 14, I'm, 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 give me two more minutes, that a virgin is going to bring forth a child. I'm going to do something through this teenage girl that has never been done in history. And so fast forward 700 years, this, this teenage girl who gets a visitation from an angel named Gabriel, keep that in mind, an angel named Gabriel, and the, and the angel says that you are going to have a child. And the woman says, the, the teenage girl says, how can this happen? I, I haven't had, you know, sexual relationships with a man. I'm engaged to Joseph, but we, we, you know, we, we've maintained our purity until, you know, waiting for marriage. So how is this going to happen? And the angel says, the Holy Spirit, Period. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And then, then the angel says, and, and you need to understand that with God, Luke chapter 1, verse 37, with God, nothing is impossible. Ah. Ah. And so I want to say to you right now, the name angel means messenger. 
the name, word angel means messenger, the name Gabriel means man of God. I want to say to you right now, teenagers, I am the messenger, the man of God, speaking to you. And I am telling you by the Holy Spirit, with God, with the Holy Spirit walking with you, you're not alone. Nothing is impossible. How will I make it through this pandemic? The Holy Spirit. How will my career go? The, 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 the economists are predicting this and that. The Holy Spirit. What about how will I get married? How The Holy Spirit. How, what, what, I'm talking to you millennials and you Gen Zers. What about ministry? What about, no, how will I buy a home? No, econo the economics are going to get worse. The Holy Spirit. While God is dropping judgment on Egypt, you live in Goshen. What's Goshen? Look it up in the Bible. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's bow our heads. Oh, yes. Father, I thank you because a number of, number of our partners are going through a process, a Lent season devotional call, the Repentance Project. And one of the things I love about this Lent season devotional is that it starts out with these three words that are so important. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. And so, Father, I pray right now that as we, I, I'm asking, Lord, that you help us to, to do the Holy Spirit challenge. And with, there may be some other ideas to, on how to make this more tangible and constructive, but to keep it simple, for the next 31 days, Lord, help us to wake up in the morning and say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Or however, whatever words we use to treat the Holy Spirit like a person, and then secondly, at the end of the day, that we would put in our devices, put in our prayer journal, where did we see Holy Spirit work? It doesn't have to be something big. Maybe you walked into a store and something was on sale that you've been thinking about buying. It can be you're feeling discouraged and a certain bird just so happened to fly on your porch or deck. Like, and also could be big things. Huge prayers answers. Maybe even things where you notice changes in your life where, wow, when that happened in the past, I would go off or I would be anxious or I will be depressed or I will be frustrated, but I didn't react the way I used to react. Oh, 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. That, that's, a, that's a God side. That's a Holy Spirit side. And so, Father, I, I, I'm looking forward to how this church will change because of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, then I'm inviting you to invite the Holy Spirit in your life so that you will know that you're not alone. So as your heads bowed and your eyes closed, just simply say, Lord Jesus, I am not a Christian. I am not a believer in Jesus. But Lord, after hearing this message, I believe that you died for my sin and you rose again from the grave by the power of the Holy Spirit and now you are with God and you said in your word whoever believes in Jesus shall be saved Jesus I believe come into my heart and make me a child of God amen if you said that prayer please email us get in contact with us put it on the chat line so that we can so that we can really walk with you and, and strengthen you in your walk with God. God bless you. And I'm excited about where God's going to take us. Remember that 6 o'clock p.m., joyful noise. We're going to get together and enjoy the presence of the Lord through the gifts and talents of our church. And also, if you need private prayer. We have some private prayer rooms, Zoom rooms, confidential, just you and the prayer. Please make sure you join that after service so that we can pray you through. God bless you. And let me just say this final blessing. Put your hands out so I can bless you. And so may the peace, the shalom of God, the peace of God, the rest of God, the composure of God, may the Lord Remove anything that causes agitation or discord with a divine purpose and destiny for your life. I bless you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And everybody say, I receive that blessing. Have a fantastic day in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Thank you.